Thanks for joining us today. At City Life, we have one purpose, making it easy for people to say yes to Jesus. We believe today's message will empower you to do exactly that. But remember that church is so much more than a sermon you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life. Into the unknown. Look at the person beside you because you're sitting by them and you can talk to them. So, into the unknown. Look at the person beside you. Say, do you know where you're going? <laughs> do you know how do you go forward when you have no clue where you're going? Anybody else feel like that? You just like... It's been the most, un, you know, obviously the moment we're in is the most unique moment we've been in. And you know what the good news is? We're all in the same boat. Like nobody has a clue. But you know, the decisions that we've had to make over the last several months, the choices that we've had to make over the last several months, all of the different things that we've had to face, it's kind of like all of the stuff from the movies is now happening. We've had pandemics, we've had riots, we've had hurricanes, we have even had the killer hornets. Who knows what happened to them? Now all we need is either an asteroid or some aliens. And I think I picked the aliens over the asteroid, just saying. But you know, and here's the fun thing, to top it all off, we really have no one to call and say, how do you do this? <laughs> I have people ask me, to, well, how, what, what? It's like, I don't know. That's my standard answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All of us pastor, we got like a circle of pastor friends that were on the phone regularly. Hey, how are you doing this? Oh, I don't know. We're going to try this. Like, okay, we'll try it too. Like, you know, how did it go? Oh, it sucked. We're not doing that anymore. It's just like, you know, there's nobody to call. And, you know, it's all you do, you got to laugh in a lot of ways. You know, and I'll be honest, there's days where, I mean, somebody asks me, how are you doing? And I was just like, well, some days are better days than others. Some days are in-faith days. Last night, I came in here, I was, oh, man, i got to pray. It's going to be awesome. And then they were setting up chairs. I'm like, I can't even pray in the building. So I went in the room next door, and I just, like, screamed. Not because they were setting up chairs, but I was just like, somebody else kind of felt like that? Like, you're just like, Ugh. It's like, enough. You know, it actually, it's been one of the most challenging times to preach and communicate in because everything is so chaotic. There is just so much chaos and confusion in the environment around us. And see, what happens is, is when you try to communicate into an environment where there's chaos and confusion, come on, any of you with parents, you know what it's like when you got kids and there's chaos, you got like more than one there's like multiples and they're all like freaking out. When you try to communicate into that environment, stuff ain't heard. True? Isn't that true? I just want to give some words of hopefully comfort or encouragement to you today. Because see, when we've got chaos, we got confusion in a whole planetary environment. And when you try to speak into that environment... Things are not heard. Anyone else encounter statements like this either from yourself or others? That's not what I said. That's not what I meant. You're not listening. 
You're not hearing me. Anybody relate to any of these statements a little bit more than usual? I never said that, or I never meant that. Anyone relate to that one? You misunderstood. How about this one? Sorry, I never got your message, text, email, whatever else. Anybody? What is that? You know, that is a result of an environment that is chaotic, full of confusion, and chaos. And see, I think it's so important, man, we be aware of this, because if we don't, we'll think there's something wrong <laughs> with the people in our world. We'll get mad at the people around us. We'll get mad at our friends. We'll get offended with our friends. We'll get mad at our spouse or our boss or our coworkers, because I think we're, we're, we don't really know what's going on. And man, I really, I think that is just a word of encouragement for some here, whether you're watching online or some here in this room, you needed to hear that. The chaos and the why is this so crazy right now to try to communicate. It might just not be you and your spouse, there's a bigger environment that we're in. So today, I want to shed some light on some things that I really hope will help us navigate going forward because, you know, I really believe God is doing something brand new. God is doing something amazing in this time. I said it last week. If you weren't here, you didn't tune in. We aren't just, last week wasn't just, we're back to church. You know what? This week isn't even, we're back to church. It's like, no. We're starting brand new church. I want that to sink in. We're starting something brand new as city life goes. What's it going to look like? We don't know yet. <laughs> but we're all honest for the ride. And, you know, here, here's, here's the challenge with when we hear things like God's doing something new. You know, we think new, we think new shiny. We think new is in awesome. We think, oh, new cool. I got my white runners on. I don't. How about I got white shoes? But some of you, it's like you get that new pair of Converse, and they are like, oh, they're so spanking white new. They're like blinding, like Donna's shoes. You can see them up here on the platform when she comes up again. But they're white. They're new. We're going like shiny new. You know what new is for God? God is an agriculturalist, a.k.a. farmer. You know what's new to a farmer? clean, lumpy dirt, brown, ugly seeds, little green shoots that sometimes look like sticks, and sometimes poop. And you know, those descriptions, I think, could be a really cool description about the season that we're in. You might be facing ugly brown seeds you might be looking at clean, lumpy dirt. You might be looking at little green shoots, and you might have a whole lot of poop going on right now. But God is doing something new. And you know, while our world is shaken on so many levels, I mean, we could just go down the list socially, economically, politically. Thank God we don't live in the U.S. <sighs> Anybody else? I can say that because I have, like, some connections there. Sorry, my parents are probably watching. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for watching, and they live in the States. <laughs> but you know what? The biggest comfort, I think, in this whole season is knowing we're not the only ones. 
there is a shaking going on, even spiritually. It's like people who didn't profess faith before in Christ, man, they are seeking God like never before. It is so exciting. And you know, on the other hand, people who did profess faith in Christ are now being shaken like never before and are actually being faced with a hard reality. Maybe I didn't have what I thought I had. There is a lot of chaos and confusion, but there is good news. You know what? There is always good news. Can you say that? There is always good news. There is always good news because this world we are in is not all there is. This world that we are in, the environment as chaotic and crazy and confused as it is, you know what that was? That was the environment right before God said, let there be light. You read that, and you, if you know anything about the original languages, you read in there, and the literal description was God was looking over the dark, chaotic void that was black and nothing. Let there be light. See, there is always good news. And see, while there's a loud voice of chaos and confusion around us, the good news is there is another voice. How many of you want to know what that other voice is? It is a voice. It is the call of divine wisdom and peace. And I think, you know, I think it's so important that we ask ourselves, which direction are we being pulled in? There is the voice of chaos and confusion that is very real around us, but there is also another voice, and it's the voice of God's wisdom and God's peace. Which direction are you going? Which sound is pulling you? And you know what? We feel this tension. You know, are we being pulled by the, fear, by the, by the chaos and confusion and the fear and the anxiety that go with it? Or are we being pulled by the good news of God's wisdom and God's peace and the hope that goes with that? See, there are two different directions that we can be pulled. And here's the good news. Right now in the chaos and confusion, there is divine wisdom. I want us to take a look at the book of Proverbs. If you are not familiar with Proverbs, it is one of the wisdom books. Did you know that? There are three wisdom books. And you got to read them all together in order to get what wisdom actually is. So that's what we're going to do. For the next four hours, we're going to read Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job all in one setting. Some of you are like, let's go. We're not going to do all four of them. Proverbs 1, 20, 21 in the voice translation. Listen to this. There's another voice in town. It belongs to Lady Wisdom who calls out in the street. You know what I love? I love that wisdom is personified as a woman. If you have a problem with that, you can take it up with God. He wrote it. Through Solomon. There is another voice in town. It belongs to Lady Wisdom who calls out where? In the street. 
She cries out in the town square, at the city gates, in the noisy streets. You can hear her speaking over the racket. Man, I love that. Look at that last verse. You can hear her. Not, can you hear her? You can hear her. Turn to the person beside you, or if you're watching online, tell it to yourself or write it in the comments. You can hear wisdom. Or you in the comments, you can write down, I can hear wisdom. I can hear wisdom. Where do you find wisdom? In the confusion, in the chaos, in the noisiness, in the everyday places of life, in the busiest intersections. That means at the crossroads of life where you are faced with making big decisions or little decisions. Wisdom is there. Wisdom, look at this, is shouting. She's crying aloud above the racket. You know what wisdom is? Wisdom is the megaphone. Wisdom is the megaphone. We think, oh man, but this isn't wisdom. Why can't I hear wisdom? Wisdom shouting. At the noisiest places right now, there is another voice of wisdom. Where do you find wisdom? What is wisdom? Well, wisdom is different than what we have this idea of knowledge and, and intelligence. Biblical wisdom is different. Listen to this definition. Wisdom is an invisible creative force in the universe that can guide people in how to live. It's an attribute of God that God used to create the world, and it's woven into the fabric of things and how they work. God's wisdom is woven into the fabric of relationships and how they're best meant to work. God's wisdom is woven into the economic structures and into political structures and into social structures and into family structures, and it's how they're meant to work. You know what? Hopefully online, our guys got it. There is a link in there on a really amazing video story series that's going to unpack a lot more of what wisdom is about, that you can watch that at home or you can watch it. Don't click there now if you're watching online. Go there afterwards. But it will be up there. But you know what? Wisdom, this is what wisdom, wisdom is like God's passcode. It's like God's PIN number for how life works. Proverbs 4, 8, cherish wisdom and she will help you rise above the confusion of life. You know what? Wisdom is like the hang glider. It lifts you up so you're above. Everything else in the world can be crazy. Wisdom elevates you to have a different perspective. Wisdom protects you. Proverbs 1, all who listen to me, wisdom, will live in peace and safety unafraid. You know what, young people, singles, you want to know what your purpose in life is? Proverbs 1.4. These proverbs will give you great skill to teach the immature and make them wise to give youth the understanding of their design and destiny. If you've ever wondered or asked, what am I here for? You know where you're going to get it? Through wisdom. You're going to get it through wisdom. But if wisdom's voice is so loud... Why don't we hear it above chaos and confusion? Why is the noise of life so much louder? Why are we still being pulled into fear and anxiety as the people of God who have direct access to God's wisdom? If wisdom is so loud, what's the deal? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. We need to stop and engage in wisdom. 
We need to tune in and we need to listen and we need to be intentional because you know what? Our default mode is tuning out. We reinforce tuning out by the inordinate time we spend on our devices. Scrolling, scrolling, skimming, skimming, skimming. We tune out, we tune out. We tune out the people we're in line with so we go on our phone. We tune out our parents so we go on a phone. We tune out the kids who are too noisy by going on our phone. We tune out all the other distractions by going on our devices. We're reinforcing tuning out. Here are four keys for tuning into wisdom. Number one, surrender to God. Proverbs 1.7, how does a man become wise? Well, the first step is to trust and reverence the Lord. Only fools refuse to be taught. You know, I remember growing up, I remember having this very, very distinct conversation and these words coming out of my mouth to my mom and dad. I just want to learn by my own mistakes. Come on, anybody else honest? I need to find it out for myself. There's a word in Proverbs. <laughs> it's called the stupid person. <laughs> Madame Folly is her name. The fool. The message says, start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Proverbs 9:10, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. See, what it means to fear God, it's not this, oh, God, it's this reverence for God. To fear God is to have made the decision that nothing in life is going to be more important than knowing who he is. Nothing is going to be more important than knowing who God is. See, as long as we want to direct our lives, as long as we want to call the shots, as long as we think we know what's best, we are going to miss the voice of wisdom. Because wisdom starts with recognizing God's got the code to how life works best. God's got the code specifically to how your life works best. God's got the code to how your business is going to flourish. God's got the code to how your marriage is going to be strong and healthy. God's got the code for your future. God's got the code for what direction should you take with your career. God's got the code. God's got the code. I do not. You know what? And see, it's in this posture of humility when we bow ourselves to God. When we bow our will to God's will. That is when we begin to hear wisdom. Young people, when you bow your will and worship and honor God, that's when you're going to hear the answer to what am I here for? What am I called to be? What am I going to do with my life? It starts with bowing your heart to God. Number two, how to tune into wisdom. Stop and listen. Proverbs 121, wisdom song is not always heard in the halls of higher learning. Just to reinforce again, the wisdom that God has is different than intellectual knowledge. Wisdom song is not always heard in the halls of higher learning, but 
in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, its, its lyrics can always be heard above the din of the crowd. You will hear wisdom's warning as she preaches courageously to those who stop and listen. Stop and listen. Stop scrolling. Stop and listen. You know, over the last several weeks, if you're just tuning in for the first time, and we were on a series earlier few months back about, you know, how to, it's just, we're talking about how to stop that hurry in life. It's like going slow in life. And stop and listen is about slowing down. It's about these spiritual practices we talked about, about solitude and silence and Sabbath. You know, if we're going to cut through the noise to hear wisdom, we need to disengage from that noise, the noise of our news the noise of comments and opinions and likes on social media. Number three, how do you recognize wisdom? Oh, man, God makes it clear. This is how you recognize wisdom. James 3, 17 to 18. But the wisdom from above is always pure. It's filled with peace, considerate, and teachable. It's filled with love. It never displays prejudice or hypocrisy in any form. And it always bears the beautiful harvest of righteousness. How do you recognize wisdom? Well, wisdom, it's pure. It's clean. It's not a mixture. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'll take the Bible I like and the ideas I want and this and that. It's not a mixture. Wisdom is pure. Wisdom is peaceful. It brings peace. It doesn't argue. Anytime you find yourself going into argue mode, it's not wisdom left the door or wisdom left the building. Wisdom, it's considerate. It's kind. It's gentle. It's teachable. And that literally means it's sensible. It's willing to yield to reason. Wisdom is... Love, it's considerate of others. In other words, wisdom always considers not just what I want, but what will be best for others. Anytime there's a self thing in the mixture of a decision, well, I just got to do what's best for me, that is not wisdom. Wisdom considers others. There's no prejudice. There's no hypocrisy. In other words, It's not this double life. Wisdom, it's righteousness. Now, what does that big, stuffy, churchy kind of word mean? It simply means what's right by God's definition of right. That is how we recognize wisdom. So when you're making decisions, what is wisdom? What is the wise thing to do here? That's where it's like wisdom. Is this pure? Is this kind of like a little bit of what I want and a little bit of what God wants? Or is it the clear voice of God? Is it peace? It doesn't argue, even in your head. (laughs) Is it considerate, teachable, loving? Number four, this last one, choose the right filter. Proverbs 1, 20 to 22. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? Here's something interesting. You know that word simple-minded in the original language? You know what it means? It means to be open-minded.
biblical wisdom to a degree has a closed mind in that it is so anchored in knowing and wanting to know, God, who are you? What does your word say? What is the absolute best for this right now according to what you say? That it is closed to other voices. Not in a I know best and not just God told me that's not what I'm saying at all. But open-minded, according to the Bible, is equated with foolishness. How can being open-minded go with foolishness? Well, here's something to consider. Could it be that an open mind is a mind without the right filter over it, so it's wide open to anything and everything around it? It's wide open to the chaos, to the confusion, to the fear, to the anxiety around us, to the opinions around us. We need to choose the right filter because the filter we use determines what shapes us. We need what filter do we want to use? We want to use a filter of God's word. And again, I want to just reinforce to make sure we're here. It's not just God told me and that's that. God speaks through others that are hearing from God as well. But you know, they used to train bank tellers in how to recognize counterfeit money by never giving them counterfeit. They only touched real bills so that when a counterfeit came across their till and they touched it, they could recognize something's off. And see, when we've got God's word as the filter over our life, when something comes in, a voice, an idea, and a thought that's not anchored in the truth and the wisdom of God, something in our spirit is going to go, oh, something's not right about that. What's forming us? Every day we're being formed into something. What's shaping us? Is wisdom shaping us or is it the opinions and the ideas of the world around us? Is it fear? Is it our anxiety? Is it of our culture around us right now in this time? Is that what's shaping us? Or is the Bible shaping us? Is God's word shaping us? Or is Instagram shaping us? Is TikTok shaping us? None of those are bad. But if you're in here, this is, I'll just say this. If we go about most of our day influenced by the cultural forms of our world and we hit God's word getting in us once a week or randomly, we will not be hearing the voice of wisdom. We will miss wisdom and we will easily be pulled into fear, anxiety, chaos and confusion. And I think it's so important that we recognize this. We recognize the power that we have because every day we get to choose who shapes us, what shapes us. We get to decide what influences are shaping us. And see, this is why our social media feeds, I'm going to go off on this for a minute because they can be so dangerous to us in this season if we're not careful. Who and what we follow, who we expose ourselves to, what we expose ourselves to, all of that is shaping us. And is what shaping you? Is it, are we feeding on wisdom? Is it shaping? 
shaping us to be pure? Is it shaping us to be at peace? Or is it filling us with fear and anxiety? Is it shaping us to be considerate and kind? Is it shaping us to be teachable? Is it shaping us to be willing to yield to reason? Is it shaping us to be loving and considerate of others or more selfish? Is it shaping us to confront our prejudice? Or is it reinforcing it? Is it shaping us to be genuine and sincere or is it shaping us into a double life? Is it shaping us to be right according to God's definition of righteousness or our own definition of what we want in the moment? I love you. I hope you hear that. I hope you know that, but what direction are we going to? What direction are we being pulled into? You know, let's close our eyes and I wanna lead us. It's a prayer really of surrendering. It's a prayer of surrendering to that decision to make nothing more important than knowing who God is and living out His purpose, not for us as individuals, but living out His purpose as partners with Him on mission to bring his kingdom reality, his rightness here on earth. And I want us to pray. I want to invite you together. Maybe you've never made this decision to say yes to Jesus, to follow Jesus and be a part of his mission here on earth. That's what it means to follow Jesus. We don't follow Jesus just to have our sins forgiven and go to heaven someday. We follow Jesus to become a part of the greatest mission on the planet earth that goes, starts now, but it goes on through eternity. God, healing and restoring what's broken in our world. I want to invite us, can we pray together? Say, Jesus, thank you that you have made all things new. The cross started a new existence, God's kingdom reality here on earth. I want to be in on it. I'm going to follow you as you lead me. Thank you for a new start today. God has been working to draw you to himself. And you know what? The decision that you make today, whether you are watching online or you're here in this room, you know what? This is just step one. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor as a church to play just a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to seeing you soon here at City Life.